Coming up, the Born Stuntacular has now been announced for Universal Orlando Resort, and we're going to talk about that and probably say Stuntacular a whole bunch of times. I'm not even sure if I'm pronouncing that correctly right now. We'll get to the bottom of all of it. From the Bob Varley Studio in Orlando, Florida, this is the Universal Edition of the Diz Unplugged. This is episode 235 of the Diz Unplugged Universal Edition. The Diz Unplugged Universal Edition is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, experts at helping you plan the perfect universal vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. The Diz Unplugged Universal Edition is also brought to you by Dizboards.com. If you're looking for even more information to help you plan your Universal Orlando vacation, head over to Dizboards.com and join the discussion today. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of the Diz Unplugged Universal Edition. I'm your host, Craig Williams. Today, I'm joined alongside by my ooh, sniffly co-host. I know, He's I'm got sorry. the sniffles. A good case of the I'm sorry. sniffles I'm sorry. there. Yeah. Sniffy. I know. You're you're Call overcoming me your up, I, guess. I hated myself for saying it so quickly. <laughs> yeah, it was it was pretty bad. And it was also offensive to snuffle up, I guess. And pretty much all of the Sesame Street characters, if I have to say so myself. You've seen Grouch then? I have seen. I loved it. I loved it though. So and uh yeah, I'm glad to see that you're doing a lot better than you were last week. There's when. no coughing. Yeah. It's I, I can't remember if it was last week or the week before like you were clearly sick and on well we didn't record last week so the episode we released last week the intro and outro was from the week that we recorded when you were you were clearly sick but you weren't trying to tell anyone you were sick but you were acting like everything you were doing is like I feel like that's the one I couldn't breathe. <laughs> it, yeah. it absolutely was. But I think you did You did a lot better during the Universal portion uh, recording. Granted, it was like three minutes that we did real quick uh, versus the Walt Disney World show. But yeah, you were sick. You were sick. It's all good, though. You're on the mend. I'm healthy now. You are. And I'm happy that you're healthy. We're all happy you're here. And this is going to be an interesting episode for you. So, uh, I mean, we've got a lot of Tom pack here. We have nothing else to talk about besides the announcement that was made last week, this week, last week, this week, last week. This week, The announcement week. that was made recently and of recent times. That uh, the Jason Bourne stunt show that has been rumored for decades upon decades and years and eons and centuries is finally coming to Universal Orlando Resort. And I am being slightly facetious there. No, it hasn't been rumored for decades, but uh, it's we'll we'll get into it here. So uh, why not just jump in? Why not just cliff dive into this since we're talking about a spectacular stunt show well there will be diving death defying drops and diving but i don't think i've seen all the born movies i think i've only seen the first two to be honest with you i want to say i watched the first three and then i you didn't see the jeremy renner one i definitely did not watch the jeremy renner one i own it like my dad got it for me for christmas and i was like i don't know if i'm supposed to watch this without having seen the third one so i still haven't watched it so I'm like, they're just sitting there. Oh, you know what? Actually, I think I have them on. I think I have the first three on DVD too. But I don't. I don't. I didn't like the second no. one, so I don't know. That's uh, and that's what I remember too. Is I so 
Bornstone show. Uh, obviously, it's following Jason Bourne, the film franchise. Uh, I remember watching. I, I can remember the exact moment watching Bourne Identity because I was like, "Wow, that is actually a really good movie." It's it's solid. The action was great. I I loved the entire idea behind the movie, and you know, then finding out like, "Oh, it's actually books," and like it just. It, I, I loved I loved everything about that first movie, and then the second one, the supremacy came out, and I was like, "Ooh, ew. it was." Now looking back at it, it's very much Mission Impossible. Well, it going took, to Mission Impossible too. Yeah, it took like things where they like people liked the shaky camera, right? And they're like, "Okay, well, Tom, you're going to hold the camera this time. I'm going to pick you up in my hands, <laughs> so you're holding the camera, and then I'm holding you, and yeah. then I'm going to shake you as hard as I can and throw you back and forth into a wall, and the audience will love not being un- able to understand any of the actual things that are yeah. happening. And then supremacy. And, or, or ultimatum, I, sorry. I already talked about I think supremacy. I've se- yeah. I think I've seen a little bit of yeah. ultimatum, though. Yeah. I've seen like parts of it, and I'm like, oh, that lady's in it again from Pleasantville. Yeah. I, I, you know what? I... I, they the maybe you can pull up the exact numbers for me. I should have written it down before we started here, but I believe even it it might have been years. It might have been after the born rumors started to come out that it could be what was replacing uh, Terminator Two 3D. I want to say we did an episode before Terminator even closed down where we went through like big Universal franchises and just Universal movies in general. And we went through and like listed what made the most money and what would actually what we could see like would this work well coming into a theme park? At least I'm remembering we did that episode again. I I don't remember what year we did, but I remember that the Bourne series, like the entire franchise as a whole, has made over I think a billion dollars. I could be wrong um, on that. I will it's, have to double go, check that. Go it, it's to only... the mojo. Go to the mojo. Okay. That's oh, going yeah, yeah, yeah. that's where you'll get your best. And then once you're on the mojo, you'll get a uh, my mojo. Yes. But yeah, if I'm remembering correctly, the franchise even though there's now movies that regularly make over a billion just in their uh in their theatrical just, run. Just I mean, just going to born identity or born. I can't look them all up. It's no. There's a section here. I'm on. I'm on here too. There is a section on Box Office Mojo where it you can uh, look at like you can look at franchises as a whole and see what was the the biggest and stuff. Maybe it was under Studios here and then Universal. This is thrilling, thrilling talk right I'm now. I'm learning. Yeah. No, I, I know it's in here somewhere, but uh, it's uh, we'll we'll figure. All it. right. Well, the first one made. Uh, uh, hold on. The first one made domestic total gross one hundred and twenty-one. So I believe worldwide it was two four. It's two fourteen. Two hundred and fourteen million dollars. Two hundred fourteen million. Yes. Okay. Um, and that was on a budget of sixty million dollars, so a lower budget. And then we had Born Supremacy, right? I wrote soup premacy. I don't know how to spell. Supremacy, not soup premacy. Um, soup premacy made uh, worldwide two hundred and eighty-eight million. Again, mm-hmm. this was on a higher budget of seventy-five million. And then Born Ultimatum made um, made the the most of them. It was four hundred and forty-two million worldwide. Wait, then there's a fourth one though, isn't there? 
fifth one. There's five of them. Yeah. Then uh, we have the five movies are Born Identity, then Born Supremacy, Born Ultimatum, Jason Born, followed by Born Legacy. Okay. So so far with just the three, we're I believe just at a, a billion dollars. Okay. I already have the number for you now. I finally found the page that was on on Box Office Mojo. The total worldwide unadjusted gross for the born movies is 1.6 billion dollars worldwide with each one coming in yep. at an average three uh 327 327 million but like you there, said it that, went th- up that's and down, the average but, because yeah. all the uh, all of them made 200 between like 250 and 300 and then only two of them made 444 yeah. made that so, point, so. It, very interesting in the sense that uh the the uh just domestic gross on here we're talking 800 million on all of the entire franchise as of right now. So this is this is where it gets a little interesting compared to like the Fast and Furious franchise where that was a lot dominated by overseas box offices. And then with the Bourne series, this is literally a straight 50-50 split. Yeah, it's it just is the same. Yeah, the yeah. United States loved it just as much as the rest um, of the markets. So, do you think that's that's part of the the reason for the draw for the franchise for the thing is that a lot of the international guests will be find appeal to it like you just said like the Fast and Furious? That that is the tough part and we'll get into it there in just a, in just a second. That's going to be the uh, title of the show. We'll get into it we'll in get just to a it. second. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, because, I'll be right on top of that, Rose. Yeah, we're we're gonna get to that in just a second. So let's let's just go through this uh, one by one here. And so I already mentioned that the rumors have been swirling for a long time about a Jason Bourne stunt show coming, and different outlets, you know, including us, have been have been talking about this for quite a while. We didn't talk about it in public too much, but like I'll even say now at this point, now that it's all out there, but uh, a, a friend of ours actually saw them building the sets for uh for the stunt show way 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 back when and so we we've known for quite a while that it was actually happening and they weren't even being built directly at universal orlando so a complete offsite place and so it's kind of kind of insane that it's been leading up to it and it's taken so long to get an official confirmation from universal when did, universal, it, when did terminator close Terminator closed just over two years ago. It was September of 2017. Can't so it's been two years. I know it literally felt like yesterday. Like I remember being there at the last day, at the last showing, and yeah, I was I was there for some reason, and uh, for a show that I didn't even, I, I enjoyed but didn't like love. So uh, yeah, the the weird aspects of this job, but yeah, over a little over two years ago since Terminator two. 3D closed down, and now we have the confirmation that that Born Stuntacular will be taking up the place of Terminator 2 3D, which, if you don't know, it's in the Hollywood section of Universal Studios Florida, so that covers that base. And it's supposed to open in spring 2020, so... Let's talk about what Universal had to say about this. So essentially, Universal promises that the live-action Bourne stunt show will blur the lines between stage and cinema in a hybrid form of entertainment that has never been done before. They'll accomplish this in front of guests with the help of live-action performers, high-tech props, and an LED screen that will make it impossible to discern where the live-action ends and the cinema begins. The show will feature everything that fans have come to expect from the Bourne film series, including, but not 
not limited to thrilling chase scenes, punch, punishing fistfights, death-defying leaps in danger at every turn as the story follows Jason Bourne around the globe as sinister characters pursue him. So that is what Universal had to say about it as of the day that it was actually announced, Tuesday, October 15th. So uh, unfortunately, in this circumstance, I, you know, I'm not going to dwell on this too much, but even on Tuesday, this wasn't really a surprise that it was coming because uh, someone I had a little whoops to baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah, someone, hopefully they still have a job. And I, I don't know if, if they do or not. But regardless, I hope they still have one. But someone uh, made a website page live a little bit uh, too early for Universal's care. And uh, essentially last, I think it was last Thursday on the Universal Orlando annual pass holder page, uh, they just one person noticed it. I don't I can't remember who was the first person to actually see it, but someone noticed that under like the what's new and coming up ahead, there was a section about the Bort stunt Bort. The Bort, the Bort Stuntacular. Bort. <laughs> My, well, good. They'll have plenty of keychains with that name on yeah, it. They'll have, they'll have plenty of license plate with Bort on it. No, the Bort. My son is also named Bort. <laughs> the Bort Stuntacular announcement was on there, and basically, uh, it didn't take very long once it started getting pushed around. Uh, you know, by us and other sites that that it was coming. It didn't take long before that page to also be taken down. And, uh, you know, it's, I, I will just be honest about it in that we, we put our story up and then we were asked by universal to, uh, to remove our content about it until they made the official release. And, uh, it was, you know, it, a lot of times, you know, it, it wasn't a surprise that it was out there anymore. So people were still able to talk about it if they saw it, but you know, they, they, asked they asked very i don't want to say it like this but they asked nicely so it was hard not to comply they wanted to to make the release when when they announced it and you know it's information getting out there even though it's universal property information being leaked even if it's by the company on accident can still screw up the future of those projects and i know it sounds stupid that like oh well it's only been you know it was literally last week it accidentally happened and then this week it's announced what could have changed between now and then but you just you don't know it could have been a thing where universal got angry about it and like okay well it's we weren't ready to announce it we wanted a big synergy effect and it all got ruined like I'm. I, I don't know. I'm just spitballing uh, you, you on you it. Know, and I don't like the the thing where they say like people don't have integrity who take it down. Where they're like, you know, where's the backbone? And being like, no, you put the yeah. information out here. Here's the thing: is anybody who thinks that you already knew the information was there, so you could just Google and find it. Yeah. So it's it's like what you said. It's not about they don't give. A, I mean, every now and then they treat they'll they'll invite us to events, yeah. you know, previews of things and stuff like that, which is very generous and they don't have to do that, but they're not out here like giving us free stuff. We pay for our annual passes. We go there on our own dime. When we do our dining reviews, we pay for all that stuff. So yeah. we're just very honest about that things. And we just had, you know, when somebody reaches and it's like, Hey, we actually don't really want this information is going to come out, but yeah. we just didn't want it out yet because of so-and-so like Craig just said, because of this, for all we know, they could have been, they could have been pulled that down and then completely been like, it's actually James Bond, not Jason Bourne. But, you know, it, it could have been an old release or something like that. Yeah. It ended up not being that, but you no, don't know. No, and it's know. a, you know, it, it would be hard for it to be a stretch like that, but 
what you said going off on that yeah we when we go out and we do our food reviews as we've mentioned many times we pay for our food reviews that that is coming from us and and when we anytime we get our annual passes we we buy them on our own we just renewed our annual passes as a matter of fact and the receipt for it is sitting in my pocket still in my wallet and and on top of that too it's you know we do hotel reviews we're paying for the hotel when when those open up like we're rhino and i bought our halloween horror nights uh frequent fear passes that's not something like it's not universal isn't just handing us free stuff it's the the perk that we get of working with universal is opportunities like a few weeks ago when we were able to do a show inside the the radio station and and talk to uh and talk to charles gray about about Halloween Horror Nights and there's situations like that and media events where, yeah, we sometimes have the chance to cover stuff before anyone else. And a lot of times, you know, we the Diz is very heavily video based on stuff. And a lot of times they give us video opportunities that we can't get right once it opens up officially to guests. And so it's you know like halloween horror nights being a specific example about it so uh while while not while we wouldn't we don't always play ball on anything and we're on a, we're not afraid to say bad stuff about universal watch a lot of the quick service reviews we do on universal there are times where we do uh work alongside them because it's it not only helps them but it also helps us in times too so i mean that's uh, I'm just, that's being overly honest. Not something that we had to do, but I, I will say, yeah, we. I saw a little bit of that on Twitter this past yeah. week, and it's just that's that's our place on it. It's but hey, doesn't matter. But that page that went up that then eventually was pulled down. Basically, you know, I of course I kept all the information on that and the screenshots, and it just said in spring 2020, join your AP family as Universal Studio Florida, U Studios Florida debuts a live action stunt show that will leave audiences marveling. How on earth did they do that? Through a cutting-edge fusion of stagecraft and film, you'll follow our hero Jason Bourne across three continents as sinister characters pursue him, hoping to bring him in. You don't just watch it. You feel it. See it a few times to really take it all in. Brace yourself for what's next. Brace yourself for the Bourne Stuntacular. I hate it. (laughs) I I will say, that is copy right there. Like Whoever wrote that. You know, at the end of the day, they let they maybe did not light up a big cigar and started patting they themselves. Poured out, the they poured out this the fanciest alcohol yeah. they could find, as, and, and they went, "Good job." Pal. I, I will say, if I wrote that copy, yeah, I would have poured myself a big glass of scotch, <laughs> and I would have I would have lit a cigar just to smell the smell and take it all in, and and just leave it at that and say, "I did a good job today." I did a great job today. But yeah, that's the, that's all the copy on it. So right now, all I have to say about the Born Stuntacular, you know, I'm not going to go in with preconceived notions of it, whether or not it's a good stunt show. That is, my only questions are the ones that most people, I believe, have. And that is, A, is the Born film franchise really relevant enough to justify an attraction, a show in this case, this stunt show? And the next follow-up part of it, as Rhino and I slightly discussed but not fully in-depth before this recording, 
are stunt shows truly just a thing of the past in theme parks or is it something that's still vital to them especially these ones that are about making movies and living the movies i can't imagine this show has is going to require you to have much knowledge of the born movies at this point because they there isn't an active one in development although we just read that there is one being pursued i think to keep it relevant but it's it's just one of those and i know there is a tv show that is starting today treadstone which is based which is the project that made jason Bourne who he is yeah. uh so i i get that type of synergy thing they're going for but this is this is one of those kind of unique franchises where it, it's actually a lot more complicated than anything else and it really only had like jason Bourne, mm-hmm. and then you had the Jeremy Renner one, but like, who is going to be the star of the stunt show? You know, and if it is, in fact, Matt Damon, that they got to do this, it's just going to. I I really just hope I don't have to watch all these movies to really appreciate it all. But I am with you too, where I'm the fact that they call it a stunt. What is it called? Stuntacular. Stuntacular. It reminds yeah. me of Batman and Robin's stunt show they did at Six Flags, which was cool when I was a kid. But nowadays, I'm like. You expect that from a Six Flags, and I'm not knocking Six Flags. I think those theme parks are great, regional theme parks like that. But this is supposed to be like next level, and I guess this will be next level. You made a valid point, though, earlier about saying that maybe it maybe it's unique because Universal is the one doing this still. Yeah, well, and I would argue um, this is not a knock against Disney for the Indiana Jones stunt spectacular in any ways. I still see that show, not really regularly, but I, I see it. I see it every so often when I stop and think to myself that this is a remnant of this park that could go at any second. So I I want to see it at least every now and then to to really take it in. I I love the Indiana Jones stunt spectacular for what it is, but in my opinion, that is I think a lot of people's preconceived notion on those shows yeah. is based on something like that, which Jeez. is Jeez. Yeah, which it's like, oh, it's it's showing us how to to make how they made Indiana Jones, but really like that's a different type of stunt spectacular there. And then Terminator two three D was never even though it was in a park that was about how movies are made it wasn't about how terminator was made it was you literally were going to cyberdyne and you were being immersed into you're in cyberdyne and you're you're seeing what's happening and you're you're right alongside these characters as you're sitting in the audience so it even it's kind of funny that even something like terminator way back when was actually doing this immersion level that you know, theme parks now are all about, and especially these ones that are about making movies. And so I have no doubts that the Bourne stuntacular will follow in that same footstep. It won't be a, this is how we make the Jason Bourne movies, and it shouldn't be that. I think that is a dated concept. But if it takes that same level of style that Terminator had and, you know, freshens it up with new technology, technology that actually does make it more integrated in with the live action performers and the screens and everything if it really takes it to that next level like they are saying it will then it's going to be visually interesting for a long time and let's remember that universal despite everything despite closing down simbad and despite having 
something like Fear Factor Live, which isn't a stunt show, but you know, you know the idea of it. But they still have the best stunt show that I've ever watched in any theme park at Universal Studios Hollywood with Waterworld. So it's I agree with you oh, though. We I, joke. I do we joke it's it's cheesy, but it is a really well done stunt. Yeah. Like the things that happen that's why they're still investing it in their international parks. Yeah. Like they're building that international park and they're making the Waterworld show again because you'd be like, Why are they doing this? But it's cause the show itself, yeah. though the property it's based on yeah. is not everyone's favorite, but the show is a classic, yeah. you know. Yeah, the Waterworld stunt show is a plane awesome. flies out and lands in the water. Yeah, it's it, it's plain awesome. The movie, plain I, we, awesome. yeah, it is plain awesome. And I, you know, I didn't watch the movie before I saw the stunt show. Saw the stunt show was like, okay, I have to see this. Oh movie. my god, you hadn't seen the movie? No, and oh I wanted to poke my eyeballs out with how bad that movie is. It's just, it is garbage. She's my friend. And, She's my friend. And then <laughs> after seeing that, I went back and watched the stunt show again, and like. This is it is a perfect example of how to take something that is completely uninteresting, <laughs> really bad, but make it have a new life in a new form in a different property. And so I where where I do believe and I'm not trying to make this a I'm going to knock Disney thing. Disney, I don't believe they knew how to make a good stunt show. And again, I love Indiana Jones, but I don't know if that's because I love Indiana Jones. How and dare I, you? I worked at Lights Motors Action. But Lights Motor Action has the same problem that indiana jones does and that's the okay stop it's we like have to move on like motors yeah action. I, you, you can shut up about it it doesn't exist motors. anymore unless you're in paris it's so, also not i don't like it but it, but that, but that was in that vein of it's telling you how they make a movie yeah and i'm like get over that part give me a real stunt yeah. show and that's what i that's what i like about universal that it's about okay we're just gonna play this out in front of your eyes yeah i again with born I don't think it – I personally, I don't think it's relevant. So unless it is the coolest display of live action using technology to the next level, I – I that it, the franchise itself is not going to be able to overcome it. And, you know, you have to look at stuff like everyone loves watching Jimmy Fallon's clips online. Does that translate into a good ride? No. With Fast and Furious, do people love watching Fast and Furious movies? Yes. Was uh, I loved Hobbs and Shaw? I mean, I love all the Fast and Furious movies, minus minus a couple of them that I can do without. But I love them as a whole. And while I enjoy the attraction because of how dumb it is, dude, is it something that's beloved by everyone? No, no, it's not beloved by the person sitting next to you. It's, it's for most of the people I talk to, most of the people who have ever ever really posted about it in our comments or anything the general answer is no people do not like it and it doesn't matter how they feel about the movies it did not translate well into the ride that they chose to make out of it so if the stunt show really isn't next level i don't think it's going to matter for those couple people out there in the world that say oh i still love born i'm still i'm still set on it it's the show has to work first and foremost and then you can forgive the born side of it if the show's good, but if the show's bad, I don't think I don't think the the franchise is enough to pull it through. So it's a toughie, it's a toughie, but it's coming one way or another in spring twenty twenty. So I, uh, I I look forward to seeing it. I'm out gonna of curiosity. Keep, I'm going to do what you said. I'm going to keep my mind open. 
it's a new thing at the park. I'll experience it. It could be like Jimmy Fallon, where I do it the one or two times I've done it and then never do it again. I don't know, though. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Time will tell. Uh, you know, it wouldn't be the first time that we've been really difficult on something and then uh, then had to, to bite our tongues on it later, so... We'll just have to see. So that's going to do it for our talk on Jimmy Fallon and uh, Jimmy Fallon. (laughs) (laughs) What is going on with you? Uh, Just because we said Jimmy Fallon. On the Bourne Stunt-tacular, which I also found out through research, is not the first time Universal has used the word Stunt-tacular. So it's it's not something they use all the time, but it was used at least once before. So Stunt-tacular. It's fun. I don't even know if that's how you pronounce it. haven't heard anyone pronounce it yet. Because to me, stunt-tacular, like you have to throw in an extra Stunt-acular. Bowl. That's how stunt-tacular. I read it. Stunt-tacular. Stunt-tacular. Stunt-tacular or stun- stunt-tacular. Stunt-tacular. Yeah, you have to jump off the tee. Yeah, but it's one of the two. It's either stunt-tacular or it's stunt-acular. It's not stunt-tacular. stunt Okay. We're going to move on to questions. We're going to answer two of them. Actually, we got a whole bunch of questions. So I think next week, unless some big news breaks or unless we finally get out to see the the dark arts at Hogwarts Castle, one of them, uh, unless we do one of those, I think we're going to do our question and answer show uh, next week. So we're going to answer two today, but then we're going to save a whole bunch to answer next week. So still leave your questions at the end of uh, in the comments after you're done watching this show so we can add those to the list for what to do but uh, we're going to answer two now and the first one uh, we got to find a way to incorporate HHN in this because we haven't yet and so the first question comes from Dan and says uh, I'm going to skip the part where he mentioned that we we're begging for questions <laughs> rude come so rude come on Dan but come on Danny <laughs> Danny. <laughs> Danny. Uh, Dan says, would you like to work in one of the Halloween Horror Nights houses? If so, which one? No, I don't want to get you punched like- in the face. Sh- shut up. <laughs> shut up. Let me finish the question. Would you like to work in a scare zone? And would you rather be a zombie, carry a chainsaw, be a demogorgon, or suck the faces off of people? Literally, really literally speaking, of course. Oh, I mean, he mind. said figuratively, though. Uh, if you had a friend that was coming to Orlando, would you suggest to him or her to work? at disney universal or other and uh do either of us like gladiator movies i'm hoping that's a reference to <laughs> i'm hoping that's a reference to um nightingales well no not nightingales so the it's, that you it's love a gladiator no it's a playoff of uh the lion and airplane where it has the kid in the cockpit and like joey do you like movies about gladiators <laughs> <laughs> but then uh we also have uh, you know, talked about my love of Gladiator on the show before. So, of course, I love movies about Gladiators, and I like them. But, uh, yeah, we'll answer bits and pieces of this. So, Rhino, would you work... Would you rather work in a house or a scare zone? Am I the character? Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, you're not. You're not. A, you're a black... You're a person wearing the black sweatshirt that just tells people to move on. That's what I was Which thinking. Which one? No, no. I'd like to be that person no. who's just like, please, please, no. please. Um... See, would if you you're rather in a house? Per- you can just sit and watch people in your boo hole, and if you are out on the streets, it's a tough one. It's a tough one. But the houses are so loud. I'd be worried more about getting punched in the face in a house. So I'm going to say a scare zone. Okay, okay. Uh, on so then, since you chose scare zone, you say which scare zone this year oh, would you think you would thrive? I would have quit. Um, the neon one, anarchy. Anarchy. No, wait. 
I'm pretty sassy. I guess I could have done that other one. You could have been a varsity ball. Hoarder. Varsity ball. That's not what it's called. Van, vanity ball. Vanity balls. And I vanity. don't want your body parts. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's next year's varsity ball. Yeah, they all don't get to be sassy though. Some have to play uh, it straight. I do like neon. You know, I like light up things. I probably could, an arcade. And you could carry a chainsaw in there. I could, yeah. Yeah. Unless I'm the one who has the two masks and I spin around in my cloak. That one I don't understand. But <laughs> I, I think Universal needs to move on to the next level. Uh, I Hallow Scream, they had freaking uh, leaf blowers. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, get off my lawn. <laughs> like, we'll talk more off air about it because I realize I haven't really uh, filled you in on everything from that night yet. But uh, for me, I'm... I'm going to be a little vain in this one, in this answer. I would actually, for me, I would prefer working in the house. Yeah, they they don't give you as much freedom for, uh, they don't give you as much freedom to kind of do your own thing like being in the scare zones you know you have that you have that free reign like okay i'm gonna i'm gonna really follow this person as long as i can in this zone if it's really working well and i i I can move around i can come up with some some cool ideas for how to get people uh and and i i like that concept of it but i'm the type of person i need i need that instant redemption that instant good feeling and i feel like i feel like maybe the house is the easier scare when it's all said and done, because, mm-hmm. you know, especially if you get to set it off with that sound and, yeah. you know, it, you, you do have times where you miss time, your scares and you're in between and people see you coming. So they're not afraid once you get to it. But I feel like I see you over there. Yeah, I I feel like when you're in a house, when you mix that sound with the scare and the popping out of your boo hole, I feel like you bring sometimes you bring people to the point where they almost fall down out of being frightened. And while I haven't while I have seen that in the scare zones, it's usually like you see that with like 13 year old girls who are so terrified that they run around. But in houses, I've seen grown women and men almost fall to the ground completely and one of those you men is sitting seen, beside yeah, you have yeah. seen someone fall to the yeah. ground so stupid trigger i just yeah i'm, I'm not saying I, I don't know if vain was the right word i think i would feel better at the end of the night about how many people i was able to scare in a house versus a scare zone okay so and the house i would work in this year uh i mean ugh, that's a tough one it's either between I, I think actually no. I'm gonna I'm gonna go 360. I was either saying it's between monsters or graveyard games. I think I'm going with Depths of Fear because I'd be like, hey, I was that ridiculous fish person. Yeah, I was that the I fish managed guy. to scare as you. I scared you despite looking I like a my complete eggs in a-hole. You. <laughs> Okay, okay, and then yeah. you had to take it to the next level. But that was a fun question, Dan. Thank you. I mean, we we gave you some Dan, crap there, Dan, but Dan the real man. I bet he is also Dan in real life. Dan the piano man. Yeah. What? Hmm? Hmm? Tell me, Dan, do you have any tattoos? Okay. <laughs> okay, I've now found a question. Okay. So, <laughs> that's called stalling. Uh, that's not, called podcasting. It did not go well, but we did it. Uh, we're going to keep on with the HHN fun here, and uh, we're going to go with a question from uh, Ryan Hip for the win. And yep. Ryan says, if you do questions next week, do you think that HHN is going to continue with their 80s theme next year since they've been doing it for a couple of years now? And whether or not you think they they will do you think they should personally i want to see them start pandering to the 90s nostalgic millennials like myself the 80s are played out yo oh 
I don't know if they're, the 80s are completely done. I feel, I, st- I think that the 80s was a... Uh, was a Mecca. yes for horror yes. films and the genre and especially franchises uh you know and it, it was very experimental there were so many types of horror movies that would not have gotten made today at all i don't think but we also had that terrible thing we had to live through which was the torture porn era in the early 2000s, 2000s yeah. yeah but um i also agree with i i do think as much as i do love the 80s um aesthetic and the the way they've been doing it, especially with the Lagoon show being like you're at a sleepover watching a VHS tape, you know, that's playing out in front of you. I think maybe it is probably time to go into the 90s. But then when you get in the 90s, what are you looking at? You're looking at Halloween movies. You're looking at Nightmare on Elm Street movies. You're looking at, you know, all these movies that started in the 80s, yeah. kind of. I mean, not to say there aren't, like, great horror movies in the 90s. We all know how I feel about um the Frighteners, and I would love someday uh, to see that, but I don't doubt that'll ever happen. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, like you said, unfortunately with the 90s, a lot of the same franchises that we still love today still continued on into the 90s, and unfortunately for most of them, the worst movies in those franchises... Yeah, are in the 90s, yeah. yeah. So that's not a... Everybody went to space or got extreme and got involved with extreme sports of that, some sort. That being said, I am jonesing for a Leprechaun house one day. I don't know how it would possibly be made, but I love the Leprechaun movies. I know not many people do. I think they are... So incredibly dumb. I just, I still want a Gremlins house, so I refuse to let go of the 80s. Yeah. Well, I, that's where I'm going to agree and disagree with Ryan Hip for the win here. I'm going to say that I don't think the 80s are played out, as Rhino just said there. I think there's still plenty of uh, plenty of material from the 90, or from the 80s that can play out. At the same time, though, as I was reading the question, I'd never read this question before uh, in full depth. Just going to be honest, I did not read it all the way out. When uh, when when Ryan was writing it out, and he said, "Do you think they should?" The first thing I was like is, "Oh, I actually think they should move on to the '90s to to mix it up." So, and then oddly enough, Ryan writes in the next sentence that he thinks they should move on to the '90s. I, yo, you it know, played out, yo, it played out. The '80s played out, yo, and I, you know, it's the '90s does have iconic moments too we are hoping for a scream house a couple of years ago oh, that yeah. fell scream through, is but... one of my favorite horror films yeah. too so and you i know, love it's like self-referential yeah. sort of metaphysical take on horror movies yep. it'd be fun for halloween horror nights and remember ultimately as seen with this year let's say we can throw in an 80s the 80s and the 90s are so close to each other that i feel like a lot of it can be reused in a way so a lagoon show that is like a late night movie marathon i promise you i grew up in the 90s we did that all throughout the entire 90s too i think that still has a place in into it and and it would be fun if they did it like instead of the vhs vhs uh tape it was like bunny ears so you were trying to get the signal like you know it could be the tv set and you're trying to like it and no for me it would be oh the cable the cable well we can't all be millionaires when we were children i'm sorry i think i I, saw a blank check i know what your life was if it was going to be anything then they would need to set it in 1997 1998 when everyone started getting the dvd players and that's that's where they could i didn't have a dvd player till 2000 and 2000 actually it was 2000 i got one in 2000 i think we got our first one that was in 10th grade yeah. 
I th- our first one might have been 99, might have been, it might have even been right at 2000. My uncle got one a lot sooner, though. Was your first movie Hollow Man starring Kevin Bacon? Because <laughs> mine was. <laughs> it was not. No, it's... It, it was part of the gift. <laughs> yeah, we must... Uh, it, it wasn't. But uh, anyways, not going on to that. I think we got it in 2000 because then I got my first movie probably in 2001. Charlie's Angels and What Lies Beneath. These are the first three DVDs I owned. It's good, good stuff here. But yeah, uh, some choices. <laughs> good stuff. So I mean, CD players really came into fashion here. So they're CDs. I, could I, see, I know the I wedding could see singer. Some fun stuff with the stu- you know. I know the wedding singer tried no, Jules, to take them over for the eighties. It but pays. C- it plays CDs. I'll go get a record for I'll it. I'll go get a record. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I would like to see the nineties. Let's be real; they only need to take one or two, three house, not just one. They need to take like three nineties horror movies, and I think that would justify calling it a nineties event based on yeah. based on what like we've seen this year with the eighties really being in Ghostbusters. Stranger Things, uh, Marathon of Mayhem. Um, Killer Clowns is 80s. Yes, Killer Clowns. Thank you. I knew I was forgetting something, but uh, is that it? Is that not really it? Yeah, because Monster, original Monsters is like, you could say that's like... It's updated but Monsters. But it's supposed but to be updated. But updated to this contemporary time. Yeah. Graveyard Games isn't 80s inherently. Depths of Fear isn't. Yeti is set during... The like early the days of Pioneer. The 1880s. Yeah. So, uh, and then House of a Thousand Corpses has that the 70s, 70s, 80s feel to it, but was ultimately from the 2000s. So, is that how I, I think the 80s is like a loose theme. I don't think it's a and us, actual theme this year. Us, besides the scenes that take place in, in uh, that in was 86, I think, the first scene. Yeah. So, you know, it's... Very, very loose all over. I think there's wiggle room. I think there's wiggle room for the mm. so, so thank you all for the questions. Like I said, next week we'll answer more. So leave all your questions in the YouTube comments below. So that way we can answer them on next week's show. Gonna be a fun one. But until then, that's going to do it Stop for us. The table. This is good. I was actually banging my computer. So even worse. So as soon as I turn it on next time, hard drive error. You error. Know, won't be my fault for once. Ooh, it won't be. But yeah, you're going to enjoy that lovely audio. Let me know how much you love it. You can let me know in the comments below. <laughs> and, uh, you know, if, as I've always said with that, if you're listening to this the, as a audio podcast, please also come in and leave your questions. Just head to YouTube.com slash disunplugged and find this show on there. Very easy to find. There's a playlist right on the main page. Click on this episode and you can leave the comment there, too. I promise we will answer your questions if you leave them in the comments. So, uh, yeah, until then, thank you, Rhino, for participating in this conversation with me. You're welcome. Yeah. And thank you, the audience out there, for listening and watching. We do it for you. We appreciate you. And we love you dearly. Very dearly. So, of course, if if you're listening to this on iTunes, uh, sorry, Apple Podcasts. It's all going through a change right now. iTunes, no more. Apple Podcasts (gasps) for the win. Did it happen already? Yeah, with Catalina coming out. Oh, my goodness. I haven't upgraded yet, so I'm living in the old days. I mean, it's been Apple Podcasts now for a while anyways, but it's just so much easier saying iTunes. But anyways, yeah, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, 
Spotify, Google Play, however you're listening to us. If you can subscribe, please do so and leave us feedback if possible. Always enjoy feedback. If you're uh, watching this on YouTube, go ahead, subscribe, hit that bell. So when you get we get a new video out there, you get notified first and hit that thumbs up and leave comments below. So thank you so much, everyone, for listening and watching. We hope you enjoyed it. We'll see you again next week with another episode of the Diz Unplugged Universal Edition. Until then, remember, we still haven't changed the name. Thank you.